T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Why in the world was Dak Prescott talking about fast food in the Dallas Cowboys huddle? We're going to get to the bottom of that in just a bit. Welcome to hour number three of Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter is without a doubt the smartest way to hire. It was a head scratching, but wonderful moment from the Dallas Cowboys tape from NFL Films. Let's bring in Ross Tucker home from Pennsylvania. Ross, uh, one of the terrific stories in the NFL this season is the story of Kyle Allen. It seems like it came out of nowhere for a lot of people, not so much for you, though. No, I, I've known Kyle Allen since middle of his senior year when he was in the U.S. Army Bowl. He's the first guy, uh, first Army Bowl I ever called for NBC. Kyle wow. was the quarterback, and I don't remember if he won MVP or not, Dave, but he was clearly the best quarterback of the bunch. I felt like he was the number one ranked guy from Arizona, and I don't know what happened in college, but I do know a guy that's know Kyle even earlier than I did. And that is a former teammate of mine, Jordan Palmer, does such a terrific job for Elite 11, among a bunch of different things. We'll let him chime in on everything. But he also has been a guy that's worked with Kyle Allen for years now. I remember talking with Jordan that week, and he gave me the lowdown on Kyle Allen and Will Greer and the other quarterbacks that were in the game that year. Jordan, it's Ross Tucker. It's Dave Briggs. Great to see you. You look awesome. You look the same. Um, before we even get into the Kyle Allen stuff, can you just fill me in on everything you've got going now? Because I know you do the quarterback stuff, but how much of your time is spent with the Elite 11 high school guys versus the pre-combine guys versus just NFL guys looking to fine-tune their stuff? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, guys. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've – I've been a little bit of, uh, of a journeyman in my career and then a renaissance man outside of it in terms of uh, just how I spent my time. So I'm actually transitioning into spending my entire year doing football. Ross, you may know, but I, I mean, I've been running a digital marketing agency and, and started a brand called Kalo over the last seven years while I was playing. So I was going to work every day. All the coaching I was doing was really for fun on the side. Draft training. Elite 11 is a small part of it. I have a business called QB Summit where I work with sixth graders to 12th graders. Um, and so I'm uh, finally shifting all into to the football space and where my calling is. So during the off season is when I'm busy. January, February, March, I'm training the top guys for the draft. April through July, I'm running camps for high school, middle school, and then I bring in the top college guys as counselors. So I get a chance to work from sixth grade all the way to you know the Sam Darnold type age guys and Blake Bortles age guys. Uh, all off season. And then I just started calling games. So during the football season, I don't coach anybody and calling games for Fox and, uh, and doing a bunch of uh, TV and talking ball. So it's been a lot of fun and, and excited to do more, uh, do more football. Cause I've, uh, I've been missing it. 
Jordan, we are very pro-journeyman here. We are all about journeyman. I'm a journeyman television guy and now radio. Ross Tucker, as you know, a journeyman offensive lineman. We embrace that tag. For those of you wondering why that sounds a lot and looks a lot like Carson Palmer, he is, of course, Carson's brother as well. So you work with Kyle Allen, who replaced Cam Newton. The Liz Franck injury sounds like he's going to be out for a while for the Panthers. Most people are wondering this, Jordan. How does a guy that was benched twice in college and cut from the practice squad a year ago in his first real NFL start, because week 17 was against a team that had already uh, taken their starters out, have a QB rating of 144 with four touchdowns, no interceptions, and look just about perfect in his real, let's call it real NFL debut? Yeah. You know, I would say that with Kyle, there's a, a lot of people are digging for stories right now. Let's just say I'm busy this week um, with shows like this. And, um, <laughs> you know, with Kyle, I, I think I've always had this line that's, you know, as a coach, you have these lines and you say them and you put them on Instagram. And and uh, and I, I don't know, I believe in, in these things that I say. I don't really make up quotes and stuff. But for years, one of the things that, that I've been saying, and really Kyle was the first guy to kind of embrace it, which was, you know, you can't control when your opportunity is going to come, but you can control how prepared you are for it when it does. And a lot of this, most coaches coach because they wish they would have done it different when they played, or they wish they had someone like them when they were playing. Uh, and so I don't know that I'm too dissimilar from that, but I, I know this, I, I didn't, I, as a player, I didn't really take advantage of the opportunities that I did. And so when I start working with guys that are that are maybe heading down a path of journeyman. And every year for the draft, I have somebody go first round and I have someone go undrafted. So my whole draft training program, it, it is not about training the top guys. It's about finding the guys that I can help the most. And every year there ends up being one or two journeymen. And so Kyle was with Sam Darnold and Josh Allen two years ago. And, uh, and so with Kyle, you know, one of the things I look back on when I'm trying to evaluate guys is, do they have a pattern of handling adversity well, okay? Now, the reason that that's important, and I think way more important than 6'5", strong arm, you know, 40 time, any of that stuff, is because the NFL is so much adversity, particularly at quarterback, that if you if that's the first time you're learning how to handle it, then it's just not going to go that well for you. I don't care how big, fast, and strong you are. It's too hard. And there's too much pressure, and, there's, and it's 24-7. And so with Kyle, getting benched, he was a top recruit in the country. Like, you know, the other guys in that game, Ross, were Dejon Watson, right? There's some names in that game. And for him to go to uh, A&M, get told one thing, and a completely different thing happens. Okay, Kyler Murray comes in, whatever. The next year, they told him, hey, you're – they told him it's your team, you're a sophomore. And Murray's not going to play. Then they turned to Murray and said, hey, it's not his team, you're going to get a chance. It was just a cluster, right? And then – he leaves to go play for Tom Herman, who's like, dude, I'm not going anywhere. I'm the, co I'm the coach at Houston. You're going to come here. We're going to win a championship, and then you're going to be a first-round pick. And then he sits out the year, and at the end of the year, Tom Herman takes the Texas job. And so he goes for, you know, plays for Major Applewhite, who at the time, like, I don't know what system he was really running. Um, they had another guy, Kyle Postman, and Derek King kind of came in and benched him. And then Kyle was supposed to go back in the last three games, and then he didn't. And it was just like a cluster again. So for him to decide to leave early and to bet on himself as opposed to go to a third school, uh, I just look back at that pattern of handling adversity well. And then I look at it and go, can he throw it good enough? Is he smart enough? Is he, is he enough of these other things? And the reality is, is he's an above average thrower 
he's a way above average um, football mind. And what was cool is he was training with Sam and Josh. They lived together for the whole offseason going into their rookie year. I went through my program. This last offseason, they rented a house together and did it again. So they've, he's been running these guys two years now, and they're all best friends. Um, look, Josh Allen has a much stronger arm. Sam Darnold is much quicker and pull, stop, start, pull up. But Kyle was always the best on the board. Always learned it the fastest, processed it the quickest, and could explain it and articulate it. And Kyle is a magnet. Dudes love him. And those are the ingredients that I look at and I go, man, if he just gets an opportunity and he's prepared for the opportunity, it's probably going to go well. You know, you know a lot of these guys going back to when they're in high school. And I'm curious, you know, for all the guys that, that you've worked with, before they're kind of all coached up in how to handle things with the media and college and certainly in the NFL, do you feel like you have as good of insight as anyone into who these kids really are? Like, I would imagine NFL scouts reach out to you and Dilfer and those guys, not just because of your training these guys, but to actually know what they were like as kids when they were in high school. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I one, like the information that I have on them, that's probably like, that's not for sale. <laughs> you know, there's a ton of stuff that I, that's between me and the kid. Uh, but the reality is, is I, I can, I, yeah, I definitely come draft time, particularly around like owners meetings is when uh, I end up talking to a lot of folks. Now, I, I kind of ruled out talking to scouts a, a few years ago because it became such a time crunch. So I kind of only talked to the front office or head coaches and coordinators. Um, but and so really March, April is when that happens. They're not really looking at guys in February. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. I think looking at getting the background on somebody, right, just in terms of, hey, somebody, you know, says, hey, I'm a fan of this guy. Make me right. Well, I can really help, can, you know, help, help, help. Uh, dive deeper on why this guy is capable of things. I don't get into why other guys aren't going to make it. Um, I think everybody has stuff that if they don't fix it, it's going to be hard to make it. And they have stuff that, man, they got enough of this where if they fix that stuff, they're going to make it. I think that's kind of like first through fifth round. That's kind of like where most of the guys are, right? And so it's really just about identifying what those things are. But yeah, when, when, when the Bills take Josh Allen at seven, they're not going off 40 time. They have to really understand that's a big time pick, trade it up to get it, all that. Like they got to be right. So a lot of people making that decision. They're going to need as, as much information as possible. And so for sure, these kids aren't that far removed from high school. High school is relevant. <laughs> Who they are, how they treat people is relevant, how they work. And again, how they, how they handle adversity, the, the pattern of dealing with adversity uh, is it something that I, my eye goes to first. But what would you say is missing? And, and we're talking with Jordan Palmer, uh, NFL and college analyst at Fox and a quarterback guru who works with Kyle Allen, among others. What would you say is missing from the quarterback evaluation process? It got a lot of headlines when Baker Mayfield called out how winning wasn't enough of the evaluation as related to Daniel Jones. When you look at a guy like Gardner Minshew, right? I think he was 178th pick drafted and now through three games, just been outstanding, completing 74% of his passes. What is missing from the quarterback evaluation process? Man, I've never been asked that question. That's interesting. Um, you know, they have a lot of – the tape is always going to be the majority of it. How well you play football is always going to be a huge piece of it. I, one of the pieces that all the veteran guys – like guys who played, we all agree, Ross, I'm interested in your take on this. 
um, that's not going to show up anywhere. And you're not even going to have a setting where you can really get actual information. And so you have to have a workaround to get it is how cool is this dude? Do people like hanging out with this guy? Do people want, if a lineman walk into the room and they got an even relationship with anybody, do they go sit at his table? Because I, I'm not, I, I can't get into exactly what happened when Kyle got cut off practice squad last year, Kyle Allen, and then got brought yeah. back. But the reality of it was a big reason he got brought back is because Cam and these other dudes loved him. And they were just kind of pissed that they cut him off practice squad. Like, everyone just loves Kyle. So you can say, well, oh, that's cool. That's cute. That doesn't matter. But you, you guys set up a call to talk to me about Kyle Allen, the guy who went 144 passer rating in his <laughs> first start. And I'm telling you, a big reason he got brought back is because he's super cool. It's crazy. Uh, I, so remember, I, I, I remember that, Jordan. You ask the players, everyone's got a polished answer. You know, the coaches all are going to tell you, oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, he's great in the weight room. He's this. Like, there has to be a way to really evaluate, like, is this guy a magnet or is this guy kind of like a chameleon and fits in different rooms? Yeah, I, I remember thinking he was a pretty cool kid back, uh, back you know, a few years ago. That's a, a lot of years ago now when he was in high school. I'm curious, uh, Jordan, who are who, who's like the next big thing, whether it's in high school or college? I mean, we know about Trevor Lawrence and those guys, but who, who are some of the young guys that we should know about or that we'll know about maybe as soon as next year? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's cats out of the bag now, but Bo Nix has been a guy I've been fired up on. I love, I love to say it now. Joe Burrow's a guy I've been fired up on for a couple of years. Um, it's really, really happy to see what's come to fruition for him, and I think he's going to have a Heisman year. Um, going back a little year, years before that, so Cade McNamara is a very interesting true freshman quarterback at the University of Michigan. Uh, they're in turmoil. He is currently redshirting, um, but he is going to be a big-time NFL guy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some young guys around the, around the country for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, high school wise, what's so crazy is guys are playing so early now. Kids are starting as true freshmen. Carson Conklin's the starting quarterback at Orange Lutheran Catholic High School in Southern California, which is like nobody used to start as freshmen. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, kids are playing as true freshmen in college. A lot of them are playing really, really early. And then obviously we're seeing all the rookies play early here, but. Um, yeah, I mean, this, what's been cool to see some of these true freshmen is Sam Howell's a guy that I'm excited about for a long time. And, um, here he is looking like the next Colt McCoy in, uh, that Mac Brown offense. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's a, a bunch of guys across the board. Um, if I rattled off a bunch of high school kids names, I'd lose the audience. <laughs> well, it has been a very insightful conversation. Jordan, lastly, how do people contact you if they want some work with their quarterback? Yeah, just Jordan Palmer on Instagram is the easiest thing. I'm kind of reformatting everything, and um, and yeah, I'm fired up for this weekend. So what's awesome about this is is you guys called in, and I was like, shoot, it's 7 a.m. at my house. I'm like, all right, I'll do this in my gym. And I realized that behind me, so I don't really collect anything other than if guys give me game jerseys from a specific thing. And so this is Deshaun's national championship jersey, and this is Kyle's what? jersey from that meaningful game last, meaningless game last year. <laughs> Which I would argue there there aren't enough backups in the league to have to play against an entire team of backups. There's 53 guys on a roster. I would make an argument that, that they sat three starters in that game. There are there aren't, I'll give there aren't 22 backups. So and they play each other this weekend. Carolina at Houston. 
Who are I you rooting for, Jordan? Who are you rooting for? <laughs> the over. <laughs> nice. How, wait, good. how do you have Desh- how do you have Deshaun Watson's national championship jersey? It feels like that should be in the front lobby at Clemson. Gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, I think you might want to work on a display case for that one, but it is an outstanding story yeah, to that's tell. A, no, Dave, don't say that. That is yeah. a very nice wooden hanger right there, okay? <laughs> that is a very nice wooden hanger. <laughs> My home gym this isn't to really show anybody. Like the first people who have ever seen it. Nice. Man, I hope we're not the last. I hope you come back on Home and Home sometime. Real pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That was a very interesting conversation, both the standpoint that don't underestimate how important it is to have a guy that's cool, that's liked, and talking about, Ross, how players deal with adversity. I think that's a quality we can all relate to no matter what your job is. How you deal with adversity tells a lot about your future success. There, there is no question. We didn't even get to the Joe Gibbs impersonation. So we, we have a bunch of stuff we save for the next time with Jordan, for sure. Yeah, because I didn't also get a Ross Tucker evaluation, which I love getting from your former teammates. I wish I would have remembered that. Tell me, he, was a, he, was a rookie, he was a rookie quarterback. I was a seventh-year offensive lineman. I don't really know. Like He probably never even watched me one snap. But it would be funny for him to try to make up an evaluation that he doesn't really have. Yes, <laughs> that would be true. good. He'd go beyond punctual. We know that. We know that uh, working with Jordan Palmer is clearly a good investment. And hiring, it can be a challenge. Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered just that. Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. Results like that, no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is so effective for businesses of all sizes by trying ZipRecruiter for free. This exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. I can't help but wonder how many NFL players say bizarre things in the NFL huddle, whether it's related to life before the game or after the game or on the Monday mornings or on Saturdays, because Dak Prescott in the midst of a blowout for the Cowboys said something that really, you know, just really stood out. And you caught this from the NFL films tape of the Cowboys obliteration of Miami. Listen to Dak in the huddle. Skip the flank, right stack, 32 Sam, alert X foot. Oh, spicy nuggets are back. I might have to stop on the way home. (laughs) If you miss that, spicy nuggets are back. Might have to stop on the way home. Well, Wendy's caught wind of that viral video from NFL Films, and they tweeted, perfect play calling in action. My question to you, Ross, is 
Is that ordinary in the NFL? Are there bizarre things, funny things that are just thrown out in the midst of play calling? Or is that unusual? Um, I think stuff like that probably happens more often than people realize or just comments. Like, I think people would be surprised that, like, before an NFL game in the locker room, it's not uncommon for, like, five minutes before we go out there for one guy to say to the other guy, like, what are you guys doing after the game? Like, where, where are you going out dinner after the game or something like that? I think people would be surprised. Um, I don't think there's a lot of conversation like that because of how fast things happen when you're actually in action. That was a TV timeout. So when you're on the field, you run out there, and a lot of times you have two minutes where you're just kind of standing around, and there are right. funny things sometimes that are said during the TV timeouts, not necessarily in between plays, but on TV timeouts, you're kind of, yeah, there are, there is stuff like that. That said, you know, are you, are, who, who, who's here for you? Is your wife here? Is your girlfriend here? Are you going, you going to the tailgate afterwards? Yeah. Stuff like that happens. Yeah. That's outstanding. I feel a little better about that. When you're, when you're on the sideline, are you like, Hey man, you got to see this new shirt I got, or you got to try <laughs> this new beer or you talk chicken sandwiches, anything like that. It's not a lot, but yeah, okay. I mean, there are, there are conversations like every once in a while you might throw something in like that. It's mainly on the game. Let's be honest. But I, well, what I would tell you is the Dak spicy nugget thing is not all that uncommon. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I really enjoyed it. And Dak is a real pleasure to watch through three games, just shredding it. And I keep mentioning those PFF quarterback grades, Dak Prescott, number two in those PFF grades behind only Tom Brady and ahead of, yes, I mentioned it earlier, ahead of Patrick Mahomes. He is having an unbelievable start to the season. Uh, an interesting trending hashtag this morning on Twitter, and it's hashtag stand with Carson. For those of you who have been with us on the program now for a couple of weeks, you remember Carson King. We had him on the show talking about the sign he held up at college game day, Iowa, Iowa State, saying his uh, Bush beer money needed to be refreshed. Well, suddenly people started pouring money into his Venmo account. A couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars. And then Carson knew something was happening here. And before you know it, it was tens of thousands. And now it is a total donation of a million dollars. They are raising crazy money because Venmo and Bush Beer agreed to match whatever Carson raised through his Venmo account, doting it to Iowa Stead Children's Family Hospital there in Iowa, which you will see all the people wave at at the Iowa football game. Seemed like a wonderful story until social media ruined everything. The Des Moines Register, the paper of record there in Iowa, looked into his past social media tweets and they found one that, well, stood out because it sounded racist. He was quoting Tosh O, the show Tosh O, which I'm not familiar with. Tosh.0. 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 Okay, so yep. I guess some of the stuff can sound racist from that show. And oh, no, it's definitely it, – he's a, he's a comedian, and he spares no expense whatsoever. He makes fun of cancer victims, babies, like – he, like, he, he he just all in. So they have a segment called, Is It Racist? And when he quotes some of those things on Twitter, 
when he was 16 years old several years ago, those tweets were unsurfaced by the Des Moines Register, albeit just doing their job, doing a lot of reporting. And now Anheuser-Busch has severed ties with Carson King and has deleted all their tweets, publicizing and promoting him and all the good he has done. And I hate to bring this up, Ross, because we keep taking positive stories and ruining them. But can we just stop with digging through old tweets and making people out to be something they are not today? What is your read of this situation? I say bogus move by Bush beer. Well, Bush is the least of my concerns here. That's just a PR cover-up. What is the Des Moines Register doing going through his old tweets? Like, I I mean, if the money's going to the charity, why, what's the purpose does it serve to go through his old tweets? I don't understand. Do I think that, that you should ever tweet anything like that at all? Absolutely not. If it really was from a Tosh.0 segment eight years ago when he was 16, he's now 24. Does it bother me that that, that much? No, probably not. If he's quoting a an exact quote from a show, I just don't understand what good it was served by the Des Moines Register going through his tweets from eight years ago. That is... I'm sure there's an explanation. I'd love to know what it is. Yeah, it's really unfortunate considering all the good he's done. That's what we've come to. We dig through old tweets to make people something they're not, and we overreact. Look at Saturday Night Live firing a comedian for some old comments he had made. Too much negativity today. I'm glad that Jordan Palmer really gave us some positive stuff about overcoming adversity. We'll stay more positive tomorrow on a Thursday. Thanks for joining us on a hump day edition of Home and Home. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 